Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Reckless speculation. That's right. It is a reckless speculation Thursday on Mackie and Judd. We're going to get our friend Darren Doogie Wolfson onto the show for inside information about Minnesota sports teams. Judd Zolgad, what's going on with you today? I went to the Wolves last night. Oh boy. Made my debut target center for the twenty-one, the 2021 campaign. I'm going to tell you right now. Great that early lead, that that no the start if you if they would call those damn NBA games after the first quarter like they should this team's unbelievable this team Amazing. is phenomenal I, I was going to text you Phil and say they've turned it around I'm the key unfortunately they I think then I, I think three we found quarters. out that. Ricky Rubio has no interest in being traded based on his second half performance last night. I, Just like chucking up random threes and throwing the ball. I away. made this observation last night because it hit me like a ton of genius bricks. Ricky Rubio, I've been trying to that shot. And look, I am not passing judgment on shots. Okay, so the basketball shooting is not in my forte, <laughs> as I well know, and you can find evidence of in plenty of places on the internet. Yeah, on the internet. Uh, but you know what I realized. I realized the excuse for his shot is there's no uh, discernible difference between his shot and his pass. His his <laughs> passes and his shot are the exact same. They're they're on a flat line and they're impressively like fastballs. Uh, but unfortunately, the shot probably should have some arc and it does not. But that but Ricky shoots and passes pretty much the exact same. He may want to try a bounce shot and just see if that's more accurate. Maybe he can granny. Just, like, just, start, just start the granny shot, shot from the field. <laughs> Rick Barry, just so, throw it up. So Judd was at the the Wolves game last night, which was a, a, a fun first half and then a debacle in the second half. And so we, we will get into Wolves trade deadline things. A lot of people are going to be listening and watching probably after the deadline has passed. But so but we'll get into some stuff and then you can judge us based on what we talked about. But let's first shout out our friends at PXG, PXG Minneapolis. It's a golfer's paradise, and right now they are stocked with PXG's newest goodies. The Gen 4 golf clubs have landed. These are drivers, fairways, hybrids, and irons. These are the best clubs PXG has made to date, which is saying something because they make amazing clubs. So whether it's great clubs or apparel, PXG Minneapolis in Southdale Center is your place. Find out more at pxg.com slash Minneapolis. Doogie. Speculation. Good morning, Phil. Hey, Judd. Over under point five number of games you'll attend the rest of this Wolves season. Uh, over, over. I'm back, baby. I'm back. Here's the one thing: the media seating now because it's not the courtside thing or in the corner, Doogie. It's now basically mid court, halfway up. It's a great view. I've never had that good a view. I love it. Players don't stand up and get in my way at the end. I can see the entire thing unfold. I can analyze the defensive structure. I told you before. I've texted you this. I am now yeah, Mr. That, that, Basketball. That, by the way, that, that doesn't take long to analyze for the Wolves. No, but. they're shortcomings. I'm going to call Finchie as soon as the show is done. I'm going to call. I told you, Doogie, on Twitter several times. I am now pandemic. Zolgad is Mr. Basketball. I know you are. You're you're a basketball aficionado. Just the way you broke down Ricky Rubio's shooting issues. Yes. 
right? I mean, that just screams like Bill Walton, Hubie Brown, yes. Jeff Van Gundy, yes. Judd Zolgad. Shot doctor. By Over the way, next. Rubio does Shot have some doctor. trade value in spite of the shooting woes, like the Clippers have checked in. There are some teams that, that legitimately have some interest in Ricky. In fairness to him, I was actually told, because I, I have said, what does he do here? I was told last night that there is something to be said for the impact, and it's positive, insert your own joke here, that, that he's had on Ant and that they really like him in the locker room because he brings, and I know they stink, okay, but he brings a stability that they feel if they traded him, they might lose completely. You know, I will say, I think I think oh. assistant coaches are not part of the salary cap, and so, listen, if he just wants to be a $17 million assistant coach and the Wolves can get some of that cap back, that'd be great. Let's get, let's get into it. Let's save Wolves for a little bit because um, I think I think Vikings is is probably the thing that, by the time a lot of people listen and, and watch, Vikings are going to be the relevant thing. So according to OverTheCap.com, the Vikings have about $10 million in cap space after some of the restructures and after some of the signings. Now, they're going to have to allocate, I don't know, 40-ish percent of that to uh, to a first-round pick and then a third-round pick or two. You're going to have to take some of that money and, and sign players that are going to be in your top 51 to the cap. So... Doogie, what are you hearing with the remaining cap space they could use? Um, any other potential contract restructures to clear space? And then players they may be looking at right now. I mean, there's a bunch. I think they would love a lot of guys on their terms, right? So they, at this point, are not breaking the bank for any one player, but they have planted a number of seeds. I will credit Chris Thomason of the Pioneer Press. So, Early on, when the Saints let go offensive lineman Nick Easton, the former Viking, I was led to believe, now, hey, it happens in this business. We get lied to. But I was told that the Vikings were not in on Nick Easton. Well, hindsight, checking after a Chris Thomason tweet on Wednesday, it turns out the Vikings made him an offer right after New Orleans let him go. So the offer was, you know, when did he get let go? Late February, early March. I mean, it was it was a week or two before free agency officially started. But as a veteran, he was let go by the Saints. He was able to sign immediately. It was like the Vikings signing Stephen Weatherly after the Carolina Panthers let him go. So the Vikings made Easton an offer. So we know they are trying to sign some guard. There is certainly steam out there about Forrest Lamp. But do I think the Vikings are willing to pay Forrest Lamp two and a half, three million dollars? That is unlikely. But if Forrest Lamp wants to come here for for a minimum type deal, you know, maybe with some some semi-reachable incentives built into the contract and a one-year deal, yeah, I think the Vikings would happily take Forrest Lamp. I think there's some other guys they would take. I continue to hear that there is a tackle. I don't want to say the name because if I say it, it'll trace back to the person who gave it to me, and I don't want to burn that bridge. But there's a tackle out there, but the money just doesn't work right now. I checked on, on some edge rushers. And I was told by one agent that he feels like the Vikings just don't have money to sign his client. So I won't hmm. say that name either. It's one of the better edge rushers available right now. But I was told, hey, the way we look at it, the dialogue we've had. So there has been dialogue with this agent with the Vikings, but that the money just doesn't work. So let's see if, if they can complete maybe a Harrison Smith extension sooner rather than later. I think that does happen. It's just a matter of when. Does that happen now? Does that happen late April? Does that happen Way after the draft, does that happen June, July? But I think that happens. I think Harrison Smith eventually gets extended. So when that happens, the Vikings can create some more immediate cap space. Let's rip the bandaid off. Reckless speculation. Something's going on here, okay, Dukes? <laughs> well, I think a lot because, of things have been going right, on. Right, right. But They've I, talked trade. I mean, there's a lot of stuff right. that's that's been happening. So, so there are deals, I, I think, <laughs> that are tentatively in place with Forrest Lamp. Like I, I think they're, I think they're way down the path, but he's not going to get a ton. So, so like he's, he is a a player who's sort of at the mercy of the Vikings, as well. Uh, they've got a safety. It's Xavier Woods, I believe, the former Dallas Cowboy, who, yeah, who I think they're close with as well. Well, that's interesting. So you're advancing so, what I'm saying. So you're saying Lamp and Woods. So, well, yes, but here's what I'm saying. Are about done. But here's what I'm saying. Reckless speculation. <laughs> I'm saying because because this business is weird and because people lie a lot, I'm saying what I think is going on here is is like if you put the pieces of this theoretical reckless speculation puzzle together, 
The Vikings are clearly not pulling the trigger on what could be considered moves that they probably could make today because they might be trying to hold on and wait till they, they can make a bigger move, which I think traces back directly to your left tackle idea. Like, I pri- privately, I think they're probably panicked that right now they don't have a left tackle. Because, like, you can't go into the draft and be like, we're going to get one for sh-. You don't know for sure. Like, you pick 14th, right? So my point is, I think there are deals that are very close to being done, but the Vikings have more control than the player does because Lamp is coming off a bad year. So there's not a ton of teams knocking down that door, right? So I think what you're saying about a potential left tackle, and it might be more than one, uh, but a veteran who would be good but probably not great, but wants more than they can pay right now, that's where I think this puzzle gets completed as to why we're not seeing more action on what we would consider to be more minor signings, if that makes sense. It does make sense. You're right. I mean, what sorts of options does Lamp have right now? If you look at the safety market, there are still yeah. like 15. I'm not exaggerating. About Anthony 15 took nothing. decent safeties out there. Him. Yeah, I mean, the Vikings tried. Yeah. You know, then he switches representation, which was nuts. Like, did he really think that Drew Rosenhaus all of a sudden was going to hit on some jackpot contract? No. So, yeah, he takes the one-year $5 million deal. Good situation, though, I think, for him in Philly. He can reestablish his value. I actually think he's a pretty darn good player. I don't put a lot of his issues last year squarely on him. A lot of it was what wasn't taking place up front with the Vikings defense. So I think he can hit the jackpot maybe a year from now, but that was weird how he changed representation. But, yeah, I think there is something to be said about that. And, yeah, it is multiple tackles. It's a free agent. It's still Orlando Brown Jr. to some extent. As long as he's still there in Baltimore, like I would have thought by now a deal with Jacksonville would have taken place. It hasn't. Presumably there's some other teams in the mix. But I know, you know. That the Vikings have talked to Baltimore. I'm assuming, like, why wouldn't you keep talking to Baltimore? Orlando Brown Jr., I believe, is better than this free agent that is out there. So if you can find some sort of happy medium, like would Baltimore do 27 Brown Jr. for 14? Maybe you need to throw something else in. But is that something? But you're right. 14 is a slippery slope because the more you hear, the Northwestern tackle, I think, goes above 14. You know, I don't know if it's 13, 12, 11, 10, but it, he can go higher. The Oregon tackle is going to go higher. Now, I saw the Mel Kuyper Jr. mock the other day that suggested that the Oregon tackle falls far enough where the Vikings maybe move up. Hey, sign me up for that. Like everything you read about that kid, that kid is going to be a multi-time pro bowler. But I have a hard time believing that Cincinnati in the top five, top six passes on that kid. Doogie, the most the most interesting actually for both of you guys because you guys are both doing some sleuthing and insiding here, and so when I hear boy the Vikings need to pull this string over here and keep these keep Forrest Lamp and potentially Xavier Woods on ice because they're limited on cap space. I mean, the obvious easy solution to create more cap space besides a Harrison Smith restructure is Kirk Cousins. It's exactly what they did last year. They said, well, we don't really have a lot of cap room here. It would be nice to get Michael Pierce in a purple uniform. Kirky boy, uh, we like you. Let's, uh, let's add another year to your contract, and let's, let's take some money from this year's cap and push it forward. Chad Graff had the report that came out the other day that basically uh, insinuated the Wilfs have no desire to move on from Kirk Cousins because of the risk of downgrading at quarterback, but that maybe Rick Spielman and Mike Zimmer were on the phone in the weeks leading up to free agency, testing the waters, what do we know about the Vikings from ownership to front office to Zimmer about their thoughts on Kirk Cousins and why there hasn't been a restructure of that contract to help clear room for this year? There may be dialogue at some point. There just hasn't been to date, but I'm not ruling out the possibility of that sort of dialogue taking place at some point, Phil. They believe in him. I think it's more so ownership, Front office, I think if if Zim was being completely frank and honest, he might feel like he could win with with a few different guys, right? Like it doesn't have to be Kirk, but of of the scenarios being presented, you're not doing better than Kirk, right? And I mean, heck, Deshaun Watson at this point, like who's trading for Deshaun Watson with everything hovering over him at this point? Plus, he's got the no trade power, I've told you. There really isn't a desire for Deshaun Watson to come to Minnesota, 
Russell Wilson, I don't think, is going anywhere after the Bears offered, what, three first-round picks? That's a juicy one. <laughs> and a play. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's, going that's something that still. could still, yeah, I think that's something that could still maybe take place. I wouldn't necessarily dismiss the possibility of, of Russ eventually ending up in Chicago, but he's not ending up here, right? So, like, what's what's the alternative? Well, I think that the Vikings, when the Stafford trade, when the Stafford Goff Lions Rams trade went down, I think the Vikings definitely got calls. And I and I'll go back to I think San Francisco definitely called them and said, "What about Kirk? Can we get Kirk?" And my understanding was it was run all the way up the food chain of, "Do we discuss this?" And the Wilfs said, "No." The Wilfs said, "This is the guy that you committed to. We we want to." The Wilfs have made it very clear, and this is where I think there's a disconnect in what's going on here, and it concerns me, and it should concern fans because it's not going to lead to the championship. The disconnect is the Wilfs and because of where Spielman and Zimmer are contract wise are all in for 21. So like they're going to make moves that are all in for 21. They're not going to make moves that are in for 22 or 23. Um, And so, and their best option right now at QB is Kirk. I think the question becomes, is this the best option? option long-term, but it sounds to me like the Wilfs don't care about that. Like the Wilfs say, you signed Kirk, we extended Kirk, and Dukes, you're right. Kirk is our best option right now. And so that's where it becomes a discussion of what's the goal here. And, and I think the I think the goal of the Wilfs is to make it back to the playoffs. I'll be very clear about this. To the playoffs and take your shots in 2021. It's absolutely to get back to the playoffs. I mean, just look at the Patrick Peterson move. I mean, that screams of desperation, does it not? Well, he's an older player. Now, I'm on board with that move. I think Cam Dantzler has a pretty high ceiling. He was really good as a rookie. But when you look at that Viking schedule, you've got DK Metcalf in Seattle. You've got DeAndre Hopkins in Arizona. You've got Devontae Adams twice, Allen Robinson twice. You've got CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper. With the Cowboys, it's a really challenging schedule. Mm Mm-hmm from a wide receiver standpoint. So I still trust Patrick Peterson this year in coverage more than I do Cam Dantzler. But, like, if you look at the last even two years, it wasn't necessarily just 2020. It was also 2019. I mean, there was a fall-off there. Incredible athlete, right, coming out of LSU. But now, as he's about to turn 31 later this year, he'll play this season at 31 years old. There has been a drop-off with the athleticism. Right, so doesn't that move right there scream of, why are you paying Patrick Peterson all that money, a 31-year-old cornerback? And what's intriguing about that point, too, is, is the fact that it sounds like the Peterson uh, camp called the Vikings after getting wind that the Vikings were attempting to talk to Richard Sherman, who, again, goes back to exactly what you're saying. No, After I'm, they had tried on Shaquille Griffin. Exactly. So they kept going, but they're going down this path of, of we'll take what we can get that will help us improve immediately. Like I, I think Mike has told them, if I'm going to get fired, we're going to do it with my defense as good as it can possibly be, which is veterans, right, Tr- trying to sign guys, um, and that I don't care about the future. All right, well, let me give you, and my Wi-Fi went out, so Declan, I don't know if you saw my text. I was connected to you. the TV newsroom, yeah, yeah. which is way which downstairs. Right it was automatically right? in my laptop. Radio, baby. Yeah, yeah, so I got to connect to the to the radio Wi-Fi. Like, you, you held on for like 20 minutes with yeah. like a Wi-Fi from a different section. <laughs> which of is it was pretty good. If if I mean, this is very <laughs> inner Hubbard building talk. Yeah. But like, if if Scoops. if you know anything about this building, <laughs> like seriously, that's the miracle of all miracles. The right? word is I know, it's, the word is fortress, Doogie. Fortress. Oh, you can't get you can't get two bars of cell phone reception, but you can get the Wi-Fi through yeah. like three layers of concrete and fortress. <laughs> oh, it's just classic. But let me give you a little nugget here. Maybe you've talked about this, but let me give you a nugget here that falls in line with how desperate they are this year. They have interest in Geno Atkins. They do. And he's a defensive tackle, right? There is history with Gunther and with Zimmer. But does it make logical sense for them to add another interior defensive lineman? But there is interest. I'm not suggesting anything is imminent. But they do have interest in Geno Atkins. That's interesting. I think that's a great potential buy low option. You could say, well, he's 33 years old and his play dropped off last year and injury issues. But in 2019, at age 32 or 31, he was still really, really good. Uh, so that that does intrigue me as a guy that can actually 
do something. Maybe he can play on third down. Like the other that, that's tackles what he is. that you have aren't going to play on third. That's what I'm saying sarcastically. Like no, you're right. You got two tackles that can't play you're on right. third down. Basically, right? No, now. he he would would be signed to play. I think like 25 snaps, th- third down. So he and I suppose if you can get yeah, him no, on right, on a low money deal, like do you turn down Geno Atkins? So I don't think it's like the dumbest possibility. Yeah, but they do. There's there's been dialogue. He's got the same representation as Dalvin Tomlinson, so the Vikings have have a recent solid relationship with that particular agent. You know, the Bengals just let him go. We had talked about him, I think, on, on Monday or Tuesday when I joined you guys. But, yeah, it's now official. The Vikings have at least planted a seed on Geno Atkins. Boys, we have a Woj bomb. We have a Woj bomb while we sit here and record Mackie and Judd. That's Rosas' guy. Is it Minnesota-related? It's not yet, but the dominoes are falling for an Orlando Magic rebuild today, and it's not Aaron Gordon that just got traded yet, although he'll go today now that they made this move. The Chicago Bulls have traded with the Orlando Magic. The Magic are sending Vucevic and Al Farouk Aminu. Vucevic, all-star! I like Vucevic yep. a lot. I love yeah, the Vucevic name. Guy. Love that they're, name. They're sending him to Chicago for Otto Porter, Wendell Carter Jr., and two First-round picks. Chicago also remains in pursuit of Lonzo Ball. The Magic are moving forward toward a rebuild now with Aaron Gordon trade on deck, according to Woj. Well, not only an Aaron Gordon trade on deck, what do the Bulls now do with Laurie Markkinen, who was a Timberwolf for about, what, four minutes? He wore a Wolf's hat draft night, right, because the NBA hasn't fixed that fiasco, right? It was Justin Patton and Laurie Markkinen. Now, I talked to Brian Windhorst of ESPN yesterday. For, for the Scoop podcast, that was about this time yesterday morning, and I said to Brian, I said, hey, have you heard any scuttlebutt? Because I have not about the Wolves having interest in marketing. He said he has not, and he hears a lot of stuff. Like, he knew about Aaron Gordon's trade demand a month ago. Hmm. He's just, he's not one. He defers to Woj on, yeah. on a lot of the bombs. Yeah. You know, Wendy, Wendy has a different role you don't, of sorts. You don't step on Woj's lawn, my man. Yeah, but, but Wendy knows... So much more than people realize. So I trust him when he says he hasn't heard that the Wolves have interest in marketing, but maybe that now ramps up in these final, what do we have now? T minus three and a half hours. Does Aaron Gordon, so so he, he wants out. It makes sense. I, I assume that part of the reason why he wants out of Orlando Dukes is because they stink, okay? So he's got, I think he's got about four or five teams, including the, the Wolves that have been in the, uh, rumor mill about trying to obtain him. He's got a year left on his contract a- after this. So if you were the Wolves and you were to make a trade for him and mortgage any part of your future, you want guarantees that he would stick around. My question being is, does Aaron Gordon have any desire, do you think, to come here? Like, that that's the one thing, without his contract uh, being, you know, two or three years into the future, does that type of trade makes sense because there ain't no fix in this team for 2021 like this would be starting next season but i mean you still have to see boys what you know cat and delo look like together how does beasley fit in when ant is thrown in like are you going to go get another piece to the mix now or or are you going to not take that risk of the guy saying hey it's been fun after a year but peace out he doesn't have no trade power the way that, that somebody who's close to him said it to me was, it's not like he has any sort of hammer, but all things equal, yeah, he would prefer Boston. Yeah. Like, give him Boston. He, too, has has a nice shoe deal. You know, you think about the endorsements and, and some of those things, and, yeah, him being on, on a better team, maybe a bigger market, like Boston certainly wouldn't, wouldn't help uh, hurt him in, in that regard. But, like, do I think he would throw a fit if the Wolves found a match with Orlando? No. I mean, the hope would be, yeah, I mean, the rest of this year, you know, toss it in the the garbage can, right? Give Chris Finch a full training camp, a full preseason next year, that the hope would be that they can make tangible progress next year, that after the 2021-2022 season, when Aaron Gordon hits free agency, that the Wolves would be in prime position, especially with his bird rights, you know, to, to go above and beyond. That at that point, he would see that, that there is a foundation in place that he would want to re-sign here. Doogie, Doogie, long-term, when it comes to D'Angelo Russell, think about how different the landscape is now with this team compared to when when he lands after the trade and they've got the welcoming committee from the organization and, and he's putting out on social media that I've found my home, right? And Ryan Saunders was the coach and 
they had a certain vision for the way that they wanted D'Lo and Cat to play together. And like a year later, Ryan's gone. And so Chris Finch is going to have his own opinions. Cat and D'Lo have only played about five games together. And Cat and Ant, not all the time, but Cat and Ant have looked much more like the pairing that you're going to build this thing around. And if you start to look at Wolves' lineup combinations, the worst two-man pairing on the team this year statistically from a plus-minus per 100 possession standpoint is Ant Delo on the court at the same time together. So they have not mixed well on the court. I guess my question Although is... Although small sample size, right? Relatively yeah, small sample yeah. size. Yeah. I mean, and smallish. Ant, I mean, Ant but... today isn't the player Ant was December 1st. Like, he's taken enough steps up. So I'm not completely dismissing the... that note, Phil. That's good. I haven't dug deep on, on those analytics. So thank you for bringing that to the table because I didn't know that. But I'm just saying, I, I need to see a little bit more. But I think, so So let's let's take that pairing. Let's just say that, oh, maybe there is a way to get those guys on the court at the same time and have it not be a train wreck, unlike earlier this year. Um, what do the Wolves think of D'Lo's presence and contract and everything about him now that he's been here for a year? Is their opinion higher, lower, the same as it was a year ago? How, how do they view him? They want to see this thing through, that Rosas still believes in him. Heck. I can tell you, Ryan Saunders and D'Angelo Russell just didn't necessarily, you know, mesh. There wasn't a whole lot of synergy there. Who's gone? It's Ryan, right? And that's not the only reason, obviously, Ryan is gone, but Ryan's gone. D'Angelo is here. They want to see this thing out. And, you know, Wendy reminded me yesterday, Brian Winhorst again, I'm referencing that conversation. He reminded me there was a second team. So Golden State... You know, a couple summers ago, gives D'Angelo the, the max. The Wolves clearly were interested in giving him the max if they could have created the cap space, which was a long shot, but they tried. There was another team. I don't know if it was New York. I don't know who it was, but there was actually another team that, that was willing to give him a max contract. So there's a lot of teams that laugh at that contract, right? But there are teams that believe it's multiple. Now, maybe it just is two or three. Maybe even that third team doesn't believe in it now, and Golden State really doesn't believe in it at this point. Uh, but there, there is a belief that there's at least one other team, so there are teams that believe he's a max player, so he's a max player. So they're going to see this thing out, though, Phil. T- to answer your question, like D'Angelo Russell isn't on the trade block now. He's not going to be on the trade block in the offseason. You know, let's see where they're at one year from now. If it's another train wreck next year, yeah, I mean, I think all bets are off. But at this point, Rosas 100% wants to see this thing through. Who would Gerson hang up the phone on if they mentioned their name today? So, Cat, clearly. But what young players? Eh, that's true. You know what? Knowing Rosas. What, what players first off, Rosas is making the call. The He's not taking the call. He's making the call. And okay, I didn't need at least listen. Like, yeah, Cat's not going anywhere. But if the Phoenix yeah. Suns offered DeAndre Ayton two or three future first round picks, maybe Mikael Bridges. Like, I don't know. You'd probably at least think about Reckless it. Speculation. You know, because his guy Booker's down there. I'm just saying, I, he'd, he'd listen. He's not going to hang up the phone. You but, never know yeah, what's going to happen to the scoops. Cat's, Cat's not going anywhere. Hey, Dallas, know. I can tell you this much. Dallas loves Cat. You know, I mean, Porzingis. He could have gotten on the plane with him after last night. First game. round picks. Now, they gave up some first round picks for Porzingis. So, New York's got those picks. You know, and and Doncic isn't going anywhere, right? But oh, like, no, if they threw was pretty in bad last Porzingis night, and three or four, yeah. How about only two points in the first Doncic half? That was has the worst body of a superstar I've ever seen. Doesn't matter. That that guy must live <laughs> as healthy as I do. That kid is oh off the God, charts it, on I, a rookie contract. He would be a value at thirty five million dollars a year. <laughs> He makes like seven or eight or nine million dollars a year. It's the best contract in the league. Mm. He'd be like the best contract in the league if, if or when he signs the the max extension. It's not an if; it's a when oh he'll God. sign a max extension when he's eligible. I love that kid. That oh, so kid was unbelievable in Euro League, the second best league in the world as as a seventeen year old. Like there was stardom written all over him going back to when he was like fifteen. But yeah, I, I get it. You look at the body tap and you're like, whoa! Like how how does he do it? But He's yeah. he's off the charts, but I'm just saying Dallas, Phoenix. His guy Leon Rose, his former agent, runs the Knicks. Even though Tibbs is there, I'm just saying. Okay. If if he wanted to listen, and I don't think he'd hang up the phone. Okay. Uh, the league is monitoring Cat's situation here. Maybe is the best way to say it. Nothing is wow. nothing is happening today. Nothing is happening this summer. But the league is monitoring the Cat situation here. Ant, to answer your question, Judd. Speculation. Ant isn't going anywhere. Okay. 
And that I can promise you. And Jaden McDaniels. McDaniels, McDaniels Jaden McDaniels. That it would take. Guy? It would have to take a a big offer. Oh yeah. It just it would. I'm not, I'm not saying never say never. Oh yeah. But okay. And I know. I know for a fact there are a lot of teams that really, this. really like Jaden McDaniels. If you could acquire Jaden McDaniels <laughs> on that rookie contract, knowing what he can do already, his his two way potential, you have him under team control at a low number yep. for for multiple more years. Yeah, I mean that holds incredible value. So I think Gerson realizes that. So I would be surprised if if McDaniels goes when, anywhere. When I think the young Minnesota stars like Kirill Kaprizov, Justin Jefferson, and Jaden McDaniels, man, those are just untouchable assets. Dex here called it early. Sports. Dex called it early. Who's got Jayden a cigarette, McDaniels, man? After that, I need a cigarette. <laughs> hey, McDaniels just, coming out of high school yeah. was a top 10 recruit. Yeah. Was he McDonald's All-American, Declan? I, I can't was. remember. And, I mean, and, I think he, he was. was. He was a top Declan's 10 lottery agent? guy going in, going into the <laughs> last college basketball he season was. before the pause. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Yeah. He was a top 10 guy. I just want to make it clear, too, Declan. Hopefully you wrote down the phrase uh, verbatim, the league is monitoring cat situation. I want all the NBA news aggregators to have that in 30 minutes. Got it. <laughs> with Got it. Darren Doogie Wolfson's name attributed. <laughs> you should have heard Wendy yesterday. He's like, I got to be real careful. Like, he paused multiple times just thinking through what he was about to say. Yeah, because he's like, I just know the aggregators are just, they can't wait to just jump all over this. I'm like, I get it, Wendy. Like, he told me so so to continue this he goes i know what the offer is that the wolves made the hawks for john collins it was a player and a future first round pick but he goes i won't say the player because the aggregators will just they'll go nuts i I bet i know and well i mean kevin o'connor of the ringer said it was beasley that it was beasley in a first round pick i'm led to believe maybe that's not necessarily true though Mm. and i don't know who wendy was alluding to he wouldn't say he wouldn't even say i didn't ask him i guess off mic but he didn't tell me. I'll also say this much. I heard there's reluctance from Glenn Taylor. Don't forget any trade goes through ownership. I, I quit. No, no, no. Don't quit on this because <laughs> he, I think there's something to be said about this. Are the Wolves, if, if you're the Wolves, just, just look at it. Should you be moving any future first-round pick? When you know you already owe Golden State a first-round no, pick, actually would not. whether it's this year I'm with you. or next year. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, you. Golden State's getting one of your first-round picks here the next two years. Okay. Should you then be moving your 2023 or 2024 first-round pick? No. Yeah. I agree. Right now, Doogie, I think right now your best path is to get lucky and keep your pick for one and get the number one pick again, which there's a – you know, the Wolves are going to have as good of a chance as anyone to get the number one pick. They'll have a 40% chance. Phil, they can still win games, and they're trying to win games. They can still win games. The the top three or or the bottom three, the, the three worst teams in the league all have the same lottery odds. So the Wolves, if you look at the NBA standings, the Wolves could win four or five more games in the coming weeks. They still will be like the third worst team in the league. This is presuming the fourth worst team. I forget who it is, but that the fourth worst team wins a game or two. Cleveland won last night, right? So the other teams outside of maybe Houston, and Houston's here this weekend, those will be two fun games. Houston lost 20 consecutive games, and the Wolves And they're about to move Oladipo, you know, so, so they're about to blow it up even more, but even if Houston finishes with a worse record than the Wolves, which is entirely possible, it'll still be the same lottery odds. So the Wolves can win some games and still have the 40% chance. I'm with you, Phil. Pray. Do whatever you need to do. Like, if if the Wolves can land, even if it's not one, Phil, if it's two or three, because then you're guaranteed. It's a four-player, five-player draft at the top. Jalen Green, Jonathan Kaminga, Jalen Suggs, Evan Mobley, and Cade Cunningham. I would take Kate Cunningham one. I think he's got a lot of Dantich in his game, Grant Hill in his game. So as much as I love Jalen, I would take Kate Cunningham. But, like, if you end up with Jalen Suggs, throw a parade. If you end up with Evan Mobley, watch USC this weekend against Oregon. If you haven't watched Evan Mobley, Evan Mobley at seven feet tall is unbelievable. Like, if you can end up with any of these kids or go to YouTube, watch the Kaminga and Jalen Green highlights. Jalen Green is, is a shooting guard, so from a positional standpoint, doesn't make a lot of sense. Kaminga can play multiple positions. The three, the four. Like, I'm just saying, if the Wolves end up with the third pick, Phil, it'll be, like, seriously, hallelujah. Please, bring it on. If you told me right now it's the third pick, they don't end up at one or two, so they don't get Cunningham, I would say that is the best-case scenario. Yep. Doogie, give us some rapid-fire scoops here, starting with reactions from Minnesota basketball and gopher basketball uh, Ville when it comes to Ben Johnson. There's a lot of excitement. I mean, I've talked to J.B. Bickerstaff. I went back and forth, or at least got a tweet from from Vincent Greer, you know, and talking to JB, who's gone back and forth with a lot of his former teammates. It seems like this hire is, is really going to galvanize 
many alumni, many former players, for whatever that's worth, because a lot of these players were part of some really bad teams, right? So <laughs> mm-hmm. is that that big of a deal? But he is going to really connect a lot of a lot of the alumni. JB said, hey, whatever I can do within the rules, I am going to help Ben. You know, JB and Ben have had a lot of basketball conversations over the years about offensive philosophy, defensive philosophy. JB is there as a sounding board for Ben. So is Ryan Saunders. I texted with Ryan. I said, Ryan, you want to do an interview? He declined. It didn't get back to me on that, but he just, he wanted to go on the record via text. Hey, I'm seriously on board. Like whatever Ben needs, I love the hire. You know, so there's a lot of people that, that are really celebrating this hire. He's already hard at work. Jamison Battle, D. LaSalle High School, George Washington transfer, all conference Atlantic 10 averaged about 18 points a game this past year. One of the better players in the transfer portal. And oh, by the way, there's about 400 players or 300 players right now in the portal. Jameson Battle is one of the best. He will have a Zoom today with Ben Johnson. So Ben Johnson's already working it pretty good. He reached out to Chet Holmgren. That's an incredible long shot, but at least he's trying. He should reach out to He's reached out to a number of transfers. So he is going to remake this roster. Race Thompson. He called Race Thompson. Yeah, Yeah, Daryl Sun yesterday. So yeah, Race Thompson absolutely is a possibility. He's going to remake this roster for next year. Then I think he'll hit on some of these 2022 high school players here in the state of Minnesota in two years where, where for the next two years, short term, he's going to hit on some guys. The roster is going to be remade that they'll have a fighting chance to finish upper half of the big 10 twin scoopage. Well, talks are ongoing on a Byron Buxton extension, but, but nothing's close. I've been asked about some of these opt outs like Derek law, a reliever. Mm-hmm. He's, he's had a run in, in the majors. So that's still going on like five years ago, 2016, but he was good for the giants way back when. And he's looked pretty good this month. So I was asked about his opt-out. His opt-out is August 1st. So it's not the end of this month. But he also has some language in his contract if an opportunity arises over overseas, Japan, Korea, that he can't escape his contract. But that opt-out is is August 1st. Keon Broxton in the mix for, for some sort of job. Could he start opening day in left field? Is he the fourth outfielder, the former Brewer? So he might make it. Well, I don't know if he makes it, but his okay. opt-out is also middle of the season. It's not here at the end of March. That being said, if he doesn't make it and he, his representation, go to the Twins and say, hey, we have another opportunity, I think the Twins would listen to that, where they could just say, yeah, we get it. You didn't make the 26-man roster. We're willing to to do something. Uh, But I was asked about those two guys in particular, some of these opt-out dates. Yeah, because a lot of guys do have the opt-out date after camp, right? Where if you don't make the team – you know, on March 28th, that you can escape your contract. But in, in those two cases, Law and Broxton, it's middle of the season. Reckless speculation. Inside information oh. about your favorite local sports teams. You can find Doogie as part of the five eyewitness news sports team. And, and Dumba is back podcast. tonight. Correct. Dumba back tonight. Talbot on back-to-back starts as well. He's looking at his phone and telling us this. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. He is the he is the local. If you could combine Adam Schefter, Adrian Wojnarowski, uh, Ian Rappaport. I'd like to Ken combine Rosenthal, those salaries. All into one. Is what I'd like to combine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not those guys, but I appreciate that. Sid likes right, scoops Doogie. from Doogie. Thanks, buddy. We'll say uh, we'll say goodbye to Doogie. We'll keep it right here on Mackie and Judd, and uh, and tell you about our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. By the way. Speaking of friends of local sports teams, uh, Federated has been a proud supporter of Gophers Athletics, the Wolves, Minnesota United coming back to score north for another season, and also business owners around the state of Minnesota. If you are a business owner and you're looking for more peace of mind, frontline protection, risk management resources, Federated recently launched MyShield, the online client destination for risk management needs. Find out more about how MyShield and Federated can help your business by going to the website, federatedinsurance.com, or download the app. Uh, you can also just talk to your Federated marketing representative today by calling them. Information, again, at federatedinsurance.com. Remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. Also, boys, the weather is starting to at least make its way toward riding season, the summer here. And uh, if you're like, at least if you're like Declan and I, Judge just wants to stay inside all day. If you yep. want to get outside and enjoy the weather. I'd wear the right? gear, though, okay? Let's be very clear about that. Judd will wear the biker gear. Yes. Chaps? Um, be kind of fun. It depends. Some chaps? Are they Some comfortable? Chaps. Are chaps comfortable? Yeah. I think they're very I think Don would like the chaps. I think so, too. Yeah. I think so, too. Well, whatever you ride, if you're riding a couch like Judd or a Harley, 
a cruiser, a sport bike. You'll find what you need at DennisKirk.com. 160,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets as well. Order before 8 p.m., and they ship the same day. Plus, shipping is free for orders over $89. The best in the business, DennisKirk.com. Proud supporter, I think they're proud, of Score North and Mackie and Judd. Uh, everything you need for your ride at DennisKirk.com. Before we get to old tweets exposed, we just injected that scoop session into our veins for like 40 minutes. That Pick was, the one thing. Oh, my God. The one thing that oh you were God. the most oh high God. on there. Oh, my God. I am high, I am so high on scoops right now. I've OD'd on scoops. Mm. Uh, I think it's the Vikings conversation, the direction they're going, and and how it's playing out and how it's sort of slow cooking at this point. And I just put together a list as Doogie was talking to us about the Vikings that I termed moving pieces, okay? So, like, active moving pieces for this team. And I came up with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of them, all right? One, Daniil Hunter's contract, which could help you cap-wise and needs to be redone, like, to keep him happy. Two, Harrison Smith's contract, which I think is going to get redone to get him some guaranteed cash and also to get you much-needed cap room. Then you got left guard. Then you got left tackle. Then you got defensive end, which which they've got one in Hunter, but Zimmer and the team clearly wants a second one, and they made some big pitches to get one and so far have struck out. Then you got safety, which remains a question mark. And the last one, defensive tackle, which we discussed might be the addition if he'll take what they offer, of uh, former Bengal Geno Atkins. I think that's what intrigues me the most about where this is all going to land and go and what we're going to see finally as the philosophy for if for what this team can put together to clearly try and win in 2021 when I guess I have my doubts about how much. It's not that you can't be a competitive team because you can be, but like, does it really get you over that hump? And I have questions about that. Well, I do, especially at a discount, I do love the Geno Atkins idea. I mean, at some point, you got to fix your offensive line. And so with you know limited resources, I think there's, there's also been some haggling on our Purple Daily YouTube comment section, which we love to dive into. People saying, well, I think you guys are overstating how little cap space they have. And it's some of it's semantics. So over the cap has them with about $10 million in space. After some of the finagling, the that bar they did contract, with bar. it turned out freed up more than than was originally reported, mm-hmm. and that's awesome. Um, but and so the way the salary cap works is it's actually a, it's the, it's the top fifty one guys in terms of how much they're paid on your roster that count toward it. And so not all of your draft picks are going to count in the top fifty one, but your first round pick and probably your two third round picks that are both going to get around like eight hundred thousand dollars a year. Those guys are all going to count. So you're 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 looking at probably four four million five million dollars somewhere in there to sign your draft picks, which leaves them right now before any other restructures around five million dollars to sign some players. So, yeah, they can. I, I think I look at five million dollars and think, all right, you can sign a couple bargain bin guys, and you can sign Forrest Lamp to be a project left guard, right? Um, I but I love the Geno Atkins idea because I think people are going to look at his age and him having a decline last year and just kind of be like, ah, it's a little bit risky for me, but he's not going to be, he's not going to play 850 snaps. Like he's been throughout his entire career. He's going to play half that and he's going to be fresher and he's going to be put in a position to just maximize the snaps that he will play. So I hope that happens. Um, but I also think they need a left tackle. a left guard. And I think they know that. So, and I'm telling yeah. you, I, there, there's no way that they're not concerned about the fact that right now, the reef thing looks like it could blow up incredibly bad. Uh, so, yeah, I think the left tackle, what they're doing to me is not making what they would consider to be potential minor moves because they want to keep enough to sign a tackle. And, again, you can get that in the draft, but you're taking a bit of a chance there. Like, you can't guarantee that, well, if if Panay Sewell is there at nine, right, we're going to trade. You don't know that you can do that. And you, you don't know that the team drafting ninth, which in this case I believe is the Broncos, would make that trade. Yeah. So there, there's, there are certain positions at which I think you panic, and there are certain positions at which you're probably confident that you can fill in the piece. I would say left tackle is not a, I'm confident that we can find a guy. Yep. 
Uh, boys, every Thursday, in addition to reckless speculation, we always dive into the Twitter archives. The yep. go back. Judd and I have been tweeting since 2009. All right. And Declan does a combing of the internet and exposes the old tweets that are yes. floating out there for all three of us. And then we uh, we decide who had the worst of the old tweets exposed. The Minnesota, so Declan, what, what do you got for us? Minnesota Twins edition of old tweets exposed, hence the hat. We'll start with Phil. Oh, nice. Look at that, boy. Twins championship Oh, my God. I today, love boy. that. God, that's been through a lot. All right. We'll start with Phil. This was from... Um, can be clean still. Can you really clean that sufficiently? You can clean that. Absolutely. You really? You think you can oh, clean yeah. it sufficiently? Yeah. You think the jury... The Aren't you... Are, are, I thought you are like the hand-washed dishwasher expert. expert. Like, you well, love the hand wash I, I don't like... I don't like uh, stuff... That, plastic stuff. I can't... Throw, throw away. As a sing- like, I'll keep a glass like that, but I'll put pens in it. As a single eligible bachelor, the dishwasher is like my favorite thing in the world. I run that thing three times. I, I hand washing yeah. a dish is. I, I I'll it. do. I'll clean a toilet before love, I'll hand wash a dish. I love to hand wash. I love to hand wash. I'm, I'm dead just serious. telling you, when it comes to plastic, I'm just <laughs> oh, a little bit concerned sometimes. Can't stand it. All right, old tweets exposed. Yeah, we'll start with Phil. September 30th, 2020. This must have been right after uh, the Astros game. Al, all right, Kirloff is penciled in for next year. Now, that might still be true, obviously, but Alex Kirloff not making the opening day roster. Uh, you cut off the part about unless the cheap poll ads decide to send him down for service mm-hmm. time, Declan. You sabotage Mackey. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit here. I mean, he could have helped his own cause by at least hitting 200. Okay, (laughs) at least hitting 200. I'm still in on him, but he gave them. (laughs) I think I I think they were willing to they were willing to be open minded if he had a mediocre spring. But um, you know, it's it it still doesn't really make sense to me that they would trust him to start an elimination playoff game. But then after like two and a half weeks of bad at bats and spring training, they would just be out on him. So it clearly there's. There's service time at play oh, uh, with this decision. So. 100%. All right. All right. All right. The, uh, the next two old tweets exposed here are Joe Maurer tweets. One from Judd, one from Declan. We're going to start with me first because this, I think, is probably, once again, going to win if I can get it up here. Um, pun intended. Oh. So I've, instead of a taking... whenever, you, whenever you talk about Joe Maurer, that's exactly what yeah, I'm yeah. thinking. Yeah, yeah. Instead of uh, an old tweet, I found a Facebook status from, you know, like it, your memories. It shows you all your Facebook statuses on certain days. So on Sunday, I, I noticed this doozy of a Facebook status from Declan on March 21st, 2010. <laughs> Twins inking Mauer equals World Series. Well, you were what, like 17? Yeah, I was a uh, junior in high school at this point. So you were feeling pretty good about oh, this all tweet in, all baby. throughout 2010 until yeah. about, you know, the sixth inning of game two against the Yankees in the ALDS. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, the entire 2010 season was nice, but um, up until that one week in October when everything came crashing yeah. down hard. Yep. I think, you know, that contract, that that's a perfect example in baseball of you pay a guy for what he's done, not for what he's probably going to do. And yep. they had to sign the contract. But That's tr- there was so true. based on all the information they had about his his body and like there's no way that he was going to be a catcher for the duration of that contract. And I think they knew that. But I don't think they figured that he would just completely erode offensively after leaving catcher. So but Joe Maurer also made about five hundred thousand dollars a year when he was an MVP. And true. Mike Trout was the same way because baseball's economics are just wacky. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So anyways, they had a better chance to make it when he was making less money. Last one here. And actually, uh, PMAX handle is included in this tweet, but it's a Judd tweet. Um, someone tweeted, and this must have been during Maurer's concussion or bilateral leg weakness, I should say, because it's August 25th, 2011. Any chance the Twins just shut Maurer down for the season? And Judd said, I don't think that's a good idea. I don't remember the context of this at all. So it must have been, I mean, he was hurt around here. This was like his injury riddle 2011 season. I think he was battling. This was the questions of his characters because there's other tweets around the same time, like uh, questioning his 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 toughness, his, oh, his softness. Yeah. And you, someone asked, "Should the twins just shut him down?" Okay, you said you didn't think that's a good idea. They put him in right field around this time. I was at that game. Oh, for the one game. For the one game. That, that's Phil's sto- story about. Yeah, the you know, you know why that Rochester. happened. Luke, Luke Hughes, Hughes that's was true. supposed to fly in from Rochester, Hi, and he was he he was <laughs> sitting at the wrong gate at the Rochester airport. That's so 2011 twins. On. And he just like he zoned out and he missed his flight That's while amazing. sitting at a different gate at the airport. But uh, Joe, <laughs> Joe, when did you when did you start at fifteen hundred ESPN? It must have been like just oh, a few weeks before this tweet. Um, 
No, I started in well, I started the show with uh, fun in September of that year. So this is this is like right yeah, th- contracts being negotiated this out is right wh- over here. This is right after I I made the switch from the strip to the station, but I don't even think I'd started the show yet at this point. Wow. Because I think we went on, I think that our first show ever was the Monday after the regular season opener between the Vikings and Chargers when Percy Harvin, I think, returned like the opening kickoff for a touchdown. And then that was the year I think they went three and thirteen. So yeah, that, that this was this was, <laughs> it was right all downhill from there. Oh God, it was terrible. But, but this was right uh, at around that time. Yeah. I mean considering though Joe Maurer's injury probably just should have shut him down. Probably should have shut him down. Yeah, I, I don't know how much we knew about the whole. True. There's still more to that story well, wait, that they that's, never told. That's pre. What What was the year of the um, concussion thing? That 20, was after, right? The concussions was like, yeah, 2013. He bounced right. back in 2012 and was, was yeah. decent. And then 2011, there were underlying health issues in 2011 that they did not talk about. And I've never gotten the full, full story, but it definitely wasn't bilateral leg weakness. I mean, that was like. Wasn't he it, had weak legs because of whatever was happening to him. But, wasn't uh, yeah. was it? What, didn't he have pneumonia too at one point? <laughs> like he, he was like clearly battling other things too, and that weren't just his body. I think mm. they were. I think I think 2011 was a year of them trying to figure out some health issues with him behind the scenes without wanting to tell everyone what was happening. Right. And the, and that story has never been fully told. So maybe mm. it never will. Maybe or maybe someone. Ten won. years later, I'd like to maybe. maybe I was going to say ten year anniversary of what went wrong with the. Uh, Minnesota Joe, Minnesota 2010 Joe. Vikings, 2011 Twins. There's a, there's a That'd correlation, the train wreck correlation there. That'd be interesting. Boys, this was who wins that? What the train wreck year award there? No, probably the ten Vikings. No, the twi- no the, uh, our three tweets. Like there's no oh, worst me. one. Oh me, I think it's probably me. It's probably Declan. It's not, yeah, it's, there was, I mean, this wasn't a crazy damning edition. Um, but I think it's probably me. Okay. I, I, I'm a, I'm in agreement there. Declan, I mean, Declan okay. literally declared, like, the World worst series. contract in Twins history. <laughs> well, that, that's, that's Ricky Nolasco is the worst contract in Twins history. Um, just in terms of, like, what you did or didn't get from the player. Yeah, and he and he okay. put World Series. Though, All right, so. that's fair. Fine. Boys, this was, this was a heck of an episode of Mackie and Judd here. MVP Doogie and you and I and Dex were just along for the ride, man. He was, he was like, 2015 LeBron, and we were just J.R. Smith in the corner, like, oh, mm-hmm. Just stay out of the way. Deli Nueva, just, you know, Kick here's it to the me ball. if you need me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kicking the ball back to LeBron, to Dukes. Yeah, no, that was awesome. Uh, so, by the way, uh, the, the, today and tomorrow are the last two days of our March Pick Your Prize contest on the Score North app. And so, if you haven't registered on the Score North app and you haven't registered for this contest, we're giving away $100 a day to people who open the Score North app, to one person per day who opens the Score North app. And then we are. Uh, that person is then entered to win a $10,000 prize pack from one of our nine partners. And you can find out all the information on the Score North app. Just download it. It's free. Register and enter to win. Feeling very generous this month. Pick your prize month on Score North. Thanks for hanging out with us. Romcom Rewind oh, makes God. its return tomorrow Reese. on Mackie and Judd. Sweet home, Alabama. And uh, don't forget Daily Vikings Entertainment on Purple Daily, our other daily show. We'll see you guys later. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Venture X from Capital One is the travel card for people always asking, Where next? You earn 10x miles on hotels and rental cars, and 5x miles on flights booked through Capital One Travel, and 2x miles on everything else you buy with Venture X. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details.